Welcome to Roll for Refinement, Fate's favorite podcast. What's going to happen next? We'll let the dice decide. I will say I love, it is so funny to me that we talked about the Gollum game and said that maybe it'll be promising and it has been just the shittiest of releases of any video game to ever release ever. Yeah. But it's uh, not ideal. No, I haven't seen the game itself, but I've seen the bad. I know that IGN uh, didn't review the Steam version because it was unplayable. They were like, we received a copy for Steam and it wasn't usable. Mm. Never mm, good mm, news. Mm. But anyways, hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Roll for Refinement, Fate's favorite podcast. I'm playing with that as a tagline, Sean. I put that as our um, uh, in our description, and I think I like that. Fate's favorite podcast, where we let the dis- dice decide what we're going to be talking about on each episode. And we're back for a little bit more. Anyways, I'm Casey, the adjunct GM. And I'm Sean James. And we are your hosts for Roll for Refinement. So anyways, we won't talk too much. We're going to get right down to the nitty gritty, but I'm glad to be back. This is our second recording session. Uh, which should be episode four, assuming everything goes in order. But we've had some fun talking about uh, upcoming video games. I've been enjoying uh, the games we've talked about. Sean, since we've last met, the games, both games we've talked about have released, uh, being Star Wars, Jedi Survivor, and Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. What are your thoughts on them? The only game of the two I've played is Tears of the Kingdom, and Tears of the Kingdom exceeded my expectations. Everything they kept close to the best up to release date. When I started playing it and I got through the very long intro that takes more than a couple of hours to complete on the island in the sky, um, I was already blown away. And I'm like, this this is game of the year material right here. it's just such a fantastic game that adds on to an already classic game with breath of the wild, but with the sky element. And I love the mechanics of the game. I think they're a lot smoother in what you do with what the abilities that you have. Um, I think it's more refined or, um, polished Mm. than it was in the breath of the wild, even though in breath of the wild was, is more than fine. It's just, the gameplay mechanics feel smoother here with the abilities that you have. I agree. And I'm not a, I'm not a game designer. Um, and a lot of it stuff, like it goes over my head just in general, but I've been reading enough to understand that like people I know that make video games are like extremely impressed with the mechanics and like how, how everything works the way it's supposed to. And that can't be overstated. But on top of that, I don't want to like spend too long gushing over the past things. I just wanted to kind of review 
what we were right about, what we were wrong about real quick. Uh, I will say uh, I think they did a fantastic job. If I had to give one like success note for Tears of the Kingdom, it's the way they fleshed out side quests to be more substantial and fulfilling. Um, I just finished uh, without doing too much spoilers. I don't want to get into spoiler territory, but I'm rounding out the uh, great fairy quests right now to open up all the great fairy shrines like in the first game. And they were so involved and felt those by themselves felt like a story. And that was great. Um, yeah. All the side quest stuff. Um, it's, it's easier to follow. There's more depth to those side quests and the stories and the characters attached to them. Um, that it kind of helps streamline the actual main story of mm-hmm. Tears of the Kingdom itself. The world is um, more alive. And, it does. And that's and that's not a dig on Breath of the Wild. The world was supposed to feel big and empty in Breath of the Wild, but now we're seeing a recovering Hyrule. And it it just it works really well. I'm I'm beyond impressed and I wouldn't be surprised to see a game of the year. Uh, of course, absolutely. Game of the year is going to be a, a thing we have to talk about later because this year is going to have some some hardcore competition. Oh yeah, I agree. This has been one of the best year for, years for video games in a long time, and we're not even halfway through the year. Yeah, I mean it makes for an exciting back half. So, mm-hmm. and uh, as far as Survivor, again, I don't want to spend too long. Uh, everything I thought the game was going to be was wrong. And I'm glad I was wrong because it's fantastic. Uh, the story is new and original and doesn't have nearly the number of throwbacks I thought it would, which is a good thing. It retains Cal as an original standalone story for the most part in a way that is refreshing and great. And I'm actually not done with it because Legend of Zelda came out right after. And I have commitment issues with video games. And now Diablo's out, and now I have to finish both. I'm right there with you. Commitment to video games. I can't tell you how many games I have that I have not finished. My wife the, gives the, me so much hell about it. I know, and we spend $60, $70 on all these games, and we don't finish them. I'll, but, I'll, yeah, I'll go back. But what always happens yeah, for me is within a year, it'll be like, okay, I'm like 75%. New game comes out. I'm going to finish this one once I get a taste of this one. I'm hooked. Then that re- and then by the end of the year like December I'm finishing 7 games. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm still I'm only halfway through Elden Ring. I mean, I'm, that's how bad my backlog is. I haven't even finished I haven't finished that. I'm like a third of the way through the Resident Evil 4 remake. I mean, my backlog is very very bad right now and it's gotten it's only gotten worse with the release of diablo 4 yeah so. i haven't played the re4 remake yet at all i'm very excited to uh, yeah well we'll have to we'll have to next time we record it mm-hmm. your house hopefully will be finished with jazz survivor and resident evil 4 and then we can just i can let you borrow my copy you can borrow mine so Maybe we should do a thing of doing well. I know like the whole premise is rolling for everything. Maybe every mm-hmm. once in a while we should do like the kitchen nightmares revisits thing where it's like, <laughs> what were we right about? What were we wrong about? And I'll, I'll make it. I'll try to stream some of these games on Twitch. I'm trying to get back into Twitch. But anyways, let's go ahead and roll. I have tonight a die and I'm going to. Uh, 
Well, I said I was going to TikTok this. Let's go ahead and do that. I'm going to record on my phone while I roll. So as we're recording right now, I'm turning on my phone. We're going to go ahead tonight for this roll. Uh, welcome back to Roll for Refinement for tonight's roll. We have this uh, Dragon Ball Z Dragon Ball die that my friend Shayna made. She has an Etsy store. I'm going to link it to this episode. She makes really nice die. And as you can see, this is a translucent orange D20 with orange Dragon Ball stars in the middle. This is my seven star D20. Uh, she made me a whole set uh, for seven Dragon Ball die. Ooh. But we're going to go ahead and roll. And we have a five. So that's a five. So what are we talking about tonight on Roll for Refinement? We're talking about WWE video games and who's your favorite superstar. Well, before we talk about that, the one note I did get from a couple people, and I'm glad you're recording the video for this, is like, how do we know you're not making up these topics? You got to have the proof has got to be in the pudding kind of thing. That is fair. I did share the list online. Right. Uh, And on top of that, I will say we did have to change the list. Because one of them relied on my wife making us a thing. Uh, and that was the boys listen to K-pop. It will move back onto the list as soon as she's done. My wife was very, she's the K-pop fan. I'm not. Uh, she's making us a playlist. So she asked for a little more time. So I did move that one down and replace it with something else for tonight. Uh, to give her more time just in case. Uh, so full transparency, that was not an option tonight like it was originally. We wouldn't have rolled it anyways. Uh, Fair. But I, I will put that on TikTok. I'll put that on Twitter. And we did put the list on Twitter. I'll put an updated one every time because when something comes off, everything else moves up. It's how it goes. We have a list of currently 34 possible topics. And that's going to keep adding. And eventually my our goal is to have Patreon where listeners can submit questions. And that's how that'll go. It won't be things we pick. It'll be things that other people pick. But I want to get to a like 50-ish followers first, just so we know we're getting some some numbers in there of people wanting to submit. I don't want to accidentally run dry. But yeah, I definitely get Yeah, I don't that. blame you. That's that's good feedback, and we'll make sure to like I'll make sure to video or make TikToks of all the roles and stuff. But that is our role for tonight. WWE and who's your favorite superstar? Uh, Sean, do you like WWE as much as I did as a kid and sometimes still do? I revisit WWE every once in a while. So I'm going to be honest here. I I did not grow up with WWE. Uh, I knew of it. Um, I was raised in a household um, that, and my parents, like any parents, want to be protective of their children. I think they found it to be a bit too violent while I was growing up. And by the time I got to an age like middle school, I just wasn't as invested in it. And I'm like in the minority on this amongst many of my friends who grew up loving WWE. Mm and talking about and going to school and having the shirts if your school allowed it or not, because that was a hot button topic. Was it? um, Amongst school. Yeah. yeah. Certain schools were, they would not let you wear WWE stuff or have anything on you. 
Yeah, it wasn't frequent, but yeah, because they, I guess they considered it violent. And but it wasn't like it was necessarily bad. I think they would just want to keep me away from the violence mm. as a young kid, even though um, I knew plenty of people that loved it. But I will say in recent years, I have come to watch WWE from time to time and even attend <clears throat> in the past couple of years. I have attended more wrestling shows than I ever thought I would in my life. And a good friend of mine, a close friend of mine, and one of the um, Sobros, and he actually has his own podcast on Sobros Network, LMA Owen, Outspoken Owen, was the one that has drawn me closer, get me into wrestling itself. And he is a wrestler too, but um, he took me to SummerSlam when they had it last year here in at Nashville. Uh, he's taken me to other wrestling shows. I've seen him wrestle live. So he's a big part of what's pulled me into um, wrestling, embracing it, and most importantly, enjoying it. Because I, I enjoy the hell out of it and the little bit that I watch from here and there, and especially whenever I see something live in person. So, so I will say, as I grew up loving WWE, I came to it a little later than most uh my my best friend was a big fan and it became a thing that i would go over to his house to watch monday night raw every week that we were in middle school and a large portion of high school we would get together uh we had a a big uh we were big fans of d of degeneration x during the dx revival in the uh like mid 2000s uh, i was always a big ray mysterio fan he was my favorite uh wrestler in wwe for a long time and if that says anything that's about the era that i of wwe that i was a big fan of uh john cena was the was the um champ for most of the time that i was in uh the big feud between john cena and edge that led to uh the pay-per-view event that was uh edge and lita having sex live on stage that wasn't actually that because of course it got interrupted by john cena the the batista can't see me yeah the batista <laughs> ray mysterio tag team championship and the undertaker kane uh as brothers tag team championship those were some of my favorite arcs i should note um i've never spoilers wrestling isn't necessarily real but it is no wrestling is not 100 percent real but that doesn't make it any less of an ath of a of a sport and an athletic uh, uh, showcase. Those guys, those ladies, those performers are working together to create an amazing show, and they do have to be in very good shape. They have to know what they're doing, and they do get hurt uh, from time to time. Yes, there's some choreography involved, but and yes, there is some showmanship involved, but that doesn't mean it's not real entertainment. I think is a fair way to say it. And and that's I mean that's the best way to put it. It's it's entertainment. And when you see 
these productions that they put on, you can't help but appreciate everything that goes into it mm-hmm. and how involved the wrestlers are and the crowds when you mm-hmm. attend these events. Like when I last year, when I saw um, SummerSlam at, at Nissan Stadium where the Tennessee Titans National Football League team plays at, that main, the main event, Roman Reigns against Brock Lesnar, and then Brock Lesnar driving a tractor towards the ring for his entrance, and then later coming back to that tractor to like to lift up the stage and partially destroy it, and seeing the crowd get nuts, and I was getting into it as well. It's just it, it's so much like stuff like that. And I know it's an anomaly probably because, I mean, how many wrestling events do you see a tractor um, as a part of an entrance to a stage and then later used in the show in the main event? How many, how many times do you see that happen? Not, not very often. So um, I, I just really do have come to really appreciate everyone that is involved in wrestling in general whether it's wwe or at the lower levels the independent wrestling that really um is part of the backbone of this country just there's just a lot to love and appreciate about it all i've actually never been to a live event can you just and i think you did but yeah i feel like that's last, a last whole summer. different dimension and next time they come to nashville we should try to go together because i've well, always wanted to go to a live one i went earlier this year when uh, WWE Raw came, I think I could be wrong. And if I got it wrong, Owen's going to call me out on it. <laughs> I, 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 I just remember tonight. I, I do remember. Um, yeah, we went back at the beginning of the year because I'm just now seeing in my phone when this was going down and everything. And it was WWE Raw. Mm-hmm. Um, it was Monday Night Raw. So we went there. They had the Music City. um I'm trying to look in here. Question, Sean. Something they, fight. Is it Monday night on television, or do they perf- or is the are the shows all Mondays too? I'm actually not sure. Well, at least WWE Raw that was live. So oh yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. So they would actually, so they went to commercial breaks and stuff, and mm-hmm. uh, the sh- what they put on that one was at Bridgestone Arena, the one I went at the beginning mm-hmm. of the year with Outspoken. And that was a lot of fun too. Um, I went there with uh, this uh, your mom's house um, podcast T-shirt. Where um, if anyone's familiar with it, Tom Segura um, has this thing with Garth Brooks. Like, and now it's like developed into this is Garth Brooks a serial killer kind of thing. And it says uh, um, the T-shirt said the families need closure, Garth, and one of the bartenders that I went to go get a beer, um, he saw the shirt and started hysterically laughing and said, Oh my God, I was just at a, uh, an event um, that Garth Brooks attended, like an actual, like where he was a bartender. And uh, he was saying, Oh yeah. Garth Brooks knows about this whole Tom Segura joke thing. And I don't think he's particularly happy about it. So um, that's worth anyone that is not familiar with that. Just look, just Google Tom Segura, Garth Brooks. Um, it's, it's very funny. So, but um, yeah, I've been to, 
at least two WWE events. I've been to a handful of independent wrestling shows um, in Middle Tennessee, thanks to Outspoken Owen. And they're a lot of fun. With? What league? I forget what it is. I know he had uh, taken a break with his back. Um, I honestly forget. And now I'm it's, looking him up. It's going to drive me crazy, but it, it was, it was independent and they did a lot of wrestling out of Tullahoma, but um, yeah, we ought to, this would have been a great episode to get him on here to talk about, but um, that might be a thing we need to talk about with our format. I think we need to start like rolling for the next episode at the end of the episode so that we can plan guests. Yeah, we could do that. Cause our current thing doesn't. Okay. I found outspoken Owen. I found an article. Sorry. I interrupted you. No, you're good. You're, I found his, good. uh, his retirement video or his, uh, stepping down video. Right. Yeah. He did get, um, he did get injured. He was part of revive. Okay. Yeah, I'm seeing it revive pro wrestling. So I've never been I've been to some of these independent leagues. I went I've when I was a reporter, I would photograph and report on um, one local to Montgomery County where I'm at in Tennessee, which is tried and true wrestling or TNT wrestling. Uh, Mm -hmm. And they rented out one of our local event centers. And I remember they weren't. I unconfirmed. But my understanding was they weren't allowed back because I remember the night we were there, one of them performed a stunt jumping off the roof of the event center. Oh, my gosh. Uh, And I don't think they were. uh, I don't think they checked if that was cool (laughs) before they did it. But it was so much fun. And part of me thinks those smaller indie uh, wrestling circuits are probably more fun to go to. Oh yeah, like the when Outspoken was wrestling, and I went out to see him. Uh, when I went out to see him out in Tullahoma wrestle, that one that I went to, uh, me and a friend of mine went to. We had a blast. We had an absolute blast the entire time uh, we were there, and we got to see Owen wrestle. And I got a pretty good picture that I'll have to find so I can send you. That was pretty cool of uh, Owen. Let's that, get him um, on here sometime to talk about wrestling that that'd be a great time i love yeah, it i've well. always loved it i love the showmanship as an actor i've always like i even understanding that there's a level of um of performance i i think that makes it better uh and i mentioned kind of the era but man i had some great nights hanging out with my friend my best friend just watching wwe and getting really into it and we would rent the pay-per-views and just make a night of it. At the time, we were big into, I think, Yu-Gi-Oh! was our card game of choice. And we would get together and do some get, play some card games and trade up until the event started. We'd order from our favorite local pizza place and just spend the night watching wrestling and whatever. I remember the, the, the great thing about those events was it was just whatever, like, bs was going on in life or high school whatever drama was on for that week we put that aside to watch grown men pummel each other and his house growing up uh to my second mother Teresa, my best friend's mom if you hear this 
uh, I'm sure you're aware that this happened. If you weren't, I'm sorry. Uh, their house had a uh, like a half upstairs with a balcony looking down into the living room. Oh, my God. <laughs> and we rented. It may have been SummerSlam. It was either SummerSlam or Money in the Bank. Uh, we did this more than once, if I'm being really honest, but that's the one I remember. We took all the couch cushions <laughs> and pillows and piled them in the living room underneath the balcony and definitely tried our own variations of some of the top rope maneuvers off of the balcony in his house. Kids, do not. If you're listening to this as a new father, kids, don't try that at home. It was a bad idea. <laughs> Casey was young and stupid like the rest of us when we were young. We were stupid. I was 12. (laughs) Oh, my God. We moved on to Batista and Rey Mysterio, who remains my favorite. And I'm pretty sure I don't. Is he still doing Smackdown? I don't know if he is. I don't stay active in um, the wrestling news. He did a, a stint in Mexico, and I believe someone like got hurt and maybe died in a match with him. And I, I think he quit for a while due to just like not being in a good place over that. Like, I don't think it was his fault. I think it was just an accident, but someone died during a match with him. Oh, goodness. Like in a, in a Lucha circuit. I don't remember the details right now, I, and I, I can look them up, but something happened with Rey Mysterio, and I'm pretty sure he's back. Uh, no, I know he's back because he's the cover of the newest game, which those games I have incredible memories of, too. It's um, it's something where I guess where wrestling is right now, too. Um, and I don't keep up with it much other than when I see on the news here and there. I know I think WWE is going to be sold at any point. Really? Yeah. But the problem or well, yeah, it is going to be. Um, he he did agree to sell it oh. um, to Endeavor, which Endeavor is owned or they own UFC, which, you know, as, as you know, as well as I do, UFC has been or has become very, very popular. But I remember like that whole sale thing and everything. And then now that Endeavor has bought them. Because, uh, you know, there was that whole thing with Vince McMahon and he stepped away and all that stuff came out. And I think there's even a documentary that Netflix has created, but they have yet to release it to talk about Vince McMahon, uh, yeah. his life and everything. So, But um, there were rumors that I think the so- Saudis were interested in buying WWE and that caused a lot of controversy. Um, so. But no, Endeavor bought WWE. So they have not only probably the hottest combat sport right now in the form of UFC, but they now have WWE as well. But yeah, that happened back in April. So only a couple months ago. So Mm. it does look like interesting. Yeah, I didn't know that. Um, Part of me is surprised. McMahon is such friends with uh, our former president that I'm surprised he hasn't gotten into politics. Yeah, there, there's a lot of stuff that could happen with this whole thing. Like one of the big things now that is going to happen is a lot of people that I know with w, that love WWE to this day love that um, it's all streaming on Peacock. Uh, that could potentially end, and there's talk that it could go to another streaming service. Um, and there's also something talk- I pay for, please. 
<laughs> uh, could also be, um, they're also talking about since Endeavor bought them that they could do joint UFC WWE events, which be, would be kind of cool if you did like a, a weekend, like thing Endeavor did, like you had one night, it was this big show of, um, WWE and another night you did a big show with UFC fighters. So, and you can even cross promote with both of those. Mm -hmm. um, so here's my issue with that. I'm not against that, but it would have to be done carefully. And, and here's why I say that. I, I have had the pleasure of reporting on some UFC matches. We have a UFC competitor from our, my hometown where I reported for where I was a journalist uh, Nate the Train Landweir. Uh, he was a he was a champion in a Russian circuit, and and recent, as of a couple years ago, got a sign a deal with UFC, and he's a UFC fighter now. Um, uh, and I say all that just to say that I have I, I have a little bit of knowledge of the UFC is in fact legit. Like that is more that is less performance. And more, they that is a, that is an athletic competition. They are fighting. Yeah, WWE is not. I don't know how well those two things mix because at the end well, of the day, like those those performers, those WWE superstars, it's not that they're not perfectly competent and they're they are athletes, but in a different way. And you get one of those UFC guys out there who's actually there for blood. Versus the guys whose job is to like make things look very impressive and flashy. I I think that's that's a formula for like serious injury. Yeah, but I think more so what they might do is just cross promote. OK, um, that'd be OK. I, I don't think you would get like, you know. Athletes from each sport like fighting each other, it'd just be more of just cross promoting, I would think that you could do like those weekend events where it's one night, this one night, the other mm -hmm. um, kind of thing. It'll be interesting to see where they go with that because not much has come out ever since WWE got sold to Endeavor. Mm -hmm. But um, with that, um, one possibility I could see is because UFC has deals with ESPN on a lot of those fights. I do wonder if there's going to be some kind of thing where Endeavor, like could they potentially try and get ESPN to, or no WWE to ESPN. I don't think so based on the schedule that ESPN already has, but where the streaming rights for WWE will be an interesting watch because a lot of these streaming services right now, as we know, are, are kind of struggling, but well, who the services, right. Who owns Disney. ESPN is Disney. Yeah. But the one thing that people do like with some of these streaming services is the ones that have live sports attached to them. Mm -hmm. And I've, been, uh, I, I've, I, I've tuned into a couple of WWE matches out of curiosity um, with uh, Peacock. And I, I got to say the presentation, everything it's easy uh, to pull up and everything. It's in the presentation. It, it doesn't disappoint. And I can see why a lot of fans of WWE really do like it on that service. And especially right now where WWE is in general, because they think they've gotten, there was that time period where um, AEW was really coming up. 
with stuff. They were having all these well-known wrestlers and these newcomers that were really exciting people that love wrestling in general. What they've done at WWE in the past year has really left an impression on fans that I've talked to and some of our colleagues that work at Sobros that they really do like where the product is right now. So it'll be interesting to see where the future WWE goes with Endeavor. Uh, we are running up on about what our usual time is. And I know we actually have been wanting to shorten. I know our first few episodes were like 45 minutes to an hour. Folks, we want it, to. It, this was sort of both of Sean and I talked about this. And we want these episodes to be like commute length. We don't want you guys to have to like start and stop too awful much. And I a lot of the podcasts I like, I would like them a lot more if they weren't two hours long. So we're, we're going to try to keep these to, to a very digestible length. Yeah, because everyone subscribes to a thousand mm-hmm. podcasts. And Casey and I are just grateful if you subscribe and make us your one thousandth and one. One hundred percent. Podcast that you subscribe to. So we want to give you these episodes in. Not necessarily small bites, but bites that are enough to digest on your commute or within 30 minutes if you're watching like a sitcom or something. Mm-hmm. So uh, so I think let's end on two bits. Uh, I'm going to say I'm going to stream some WWE video games sometime soon to kind of go with this episode. So stay tuned for that. I've been wanting to play some of those old ones anyways. But let's give our uh, let's give top five wwe superstars if you have them sean i i know i do but uh i will let you go first since you're the one that has is more invested and has been for quite some sure. time this is off the cuff this would probably change if i really really thought about it the first two i know for sure Rey mysterio has been my favorite since i was a big fan his style his his presence in the ring and his high flying Anytime I've seen Rey Mysterio, he he is loving what he's doing, and I love him for it. So Rey Mysterio is my all-time favorite WWE superstar. Following him, and I think you'll see a trend, I like Big Showman. I love Mick Foley. The Mankind era was incredible. Shawn Michaels. Uh, after this is where things, it's definitely where I'm getting into, like... If I thought about it, these might change, but I'm going off my memory and a little bit off the cuff. Um, Undertaker, I think, is another one that cannot be ignored. He changed the face of WWE and he's been in it for so long to uh, Tommy Dreamer. And I'm going to go with CM Punk. Really liked CM Punk growing up. Uh, those are probably my top now, five. And now CM Punk is with AEW right now, which yeah. when they were able to get him, that was very, very big for, yeah. um, no, for I'm, them. Yeah, I'm actually going to move CM Punk down. I'm sorry, Eddie Guerrero. Uh, well, I don't have anything to add as far as a top five, just because I have not gotten into WWE as much or kept up with it or have been vested in it since a couple of years ago. So I don't feel like I rightfully have a list to rank anyone, but what I'll say is that I really do enjoy WWE whenever I do watch it. So from what I've heard, I haven't watched in a while, but from what I've heard, Roman Reigns is going to go down in the greats. Well, people eat, eat him up. 
whenever like I've seen Randy the video Orton. and stuff. And uh, when I was at SummerSlam, I mean, that was that was the star that I saw most frequent on people like T-shirts, hats, all sorts of merchandise. So. Mm-hmm. Let me give you this then, Sean, and I'll give an answer to this, too. But this one seems like maybe something you'll be able to. You're our movie guy. What WWE superstar has done the best transitioning into movies and why? I would say I would say Dave Batista. Um, he's brought the comedy with the Guardians movies. He's got the drama in him that we've seen with films, even though it's also sci-fi, like Dune and Blade Runner 2049. It feels like the sky is the limit for him as an actor. And he's also done like the drama slash thriller with Knock at the Cabin, which I really did enjoy at times. I feel like he has made the best transition mm-hmm. I and he's the best actor of the likes. I mean, this is not a knock against John Cena or Dwayne Johnson, um, but Dave Batista has really branched out. Mm-hmm. And opposed I, to those other two, even though those other two are good in their in, in the films that they have been in for the most part. So mm-hmm. I, I 100% agree. Uh, and I think I saw some commentary and this won't be new for anyone listening. I saw some really good commentary talking about sort of The Rock has recently come out to talk about how he's been dissatisfied with his acting career. It's my understanding. And I don't I don't I can't quote anything. But my understanding is that The Rock has expressed a little dissatisfaction with his his career in acting since leaving WWE and that he's he I know he didn't want to go back to Fast and Furious and he's there. Yeah, I what I think is, is like you look at his recent string of movies and it just I mean, they haven't been hits and you can contribute some of that to maybe the COVID-19 pandemic, but you look at these films, jungle cruise, not that big of a hit black Adam. That was a box office failure. Big time. I liked it. It's, it's a three out of five, but you could definitely tell that they had shot that movie during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. um, Just by the way it shot. But I mean, he's made stuff like he's made those in recent years. And then Red Notice, the Netflix movie with Ryan Reynolds and Gal Gadot. It's just it's just been this string of movies that aren't necessarily. Well, not necessarily. They haven't been as big a hits as probably he and the studios hope for, which is why you're seeing him bounce from studio to studio to studio with all these different things. And now he's got. Uh, coming out this holiday season, a humongous big budget action film with Amazon, the um, called Red One. This it's is a Christmas. It's a Christmas movie. It stars him and Chris Evans and J.K. Simmons. I mean, that's an Amazon Prime movie. We're not going to really know what the numbers are going to be on that film. They can spit out however many mm-hmm. minutes are watched, but mm-hmm. that's a movie that's more than likely, by all accounts, going to be a a streaming only movie. So we're not even going to know how big of a success that is. It's probably not going to be that big because not many people watch stuff on prime these days. But so when I saw the news last week that Dwayne Johnson was coming back to the fast and furious universe, 
it did not shock me given yeah. the recent string of movies that he has come out with and they've just all been duds. Yeah. So given how adamant he was about not doing another fast and furious movie, I was, which I don't understand him not wanting to do those. They're not my favorites, but Lord, they're a cash cow. You can't argue with the success. Uh, you, you can't, but the big thing is, is that he had a big beef with Vin Diesel. Really? And yes. Vin um, Diesel seems like such a nice guy. Well, a lot of people do not like his methods. And um, I think if I recall correctly, Dwayne called him out on one of those movies, like for showing up late and or coming off as not as professional or hmm. th- whatever it was. There was a beef that was on one of the Fast and Furious movies. And I think it was the last one that Dwayne Johnson was in. I think it might be the eighth one or the Fate of the Furious. I could be wrong if that's not the one someone can correct me. But and that one movie, the last movie he was in with the rest of the crew, you could tell that Dwayne was dissatisfied because the scenes that they had with Dwayne in there, almost all of them, you could tell he shot those by himself. Mm-hmm. There wasn't anyone else from the crew. And they just like they did magic, movie magic to make it look like he was there with them talking to them. But in reality, he wasn't around anyone. Mm-hmm. Well, he let was me just s- talking to a camera. So well, I think that kind of hits on what I was going to say. Some of the talk I've seen that I actually really agree with. I think I've seen a lot of commentary on TikTok in the past week and a half or so comparing the career of Dwayne the Rock Johnson to Arnold Schwarzenegger in particular. And you might have seen some of this as well. And, and what I mean by that is that Arnold had had a very successful move from bodybuilding to acting. And when you've talked to him, when people have talked to him about it in interviews, he has said, it's because I came in and did my best to be humble. And I sought out directors that would ride me hard and, and, and challenge me. And I did my best to listen to them. And I I forget which movie it was, but I I saw there was a director who had worked with him that um, one of the crew did an interview about the movie and he gave Arnold a lot of crap. And the guy was like, are you going to deal with that? And he was like, yeah, he's the director. Like, of course I will. He's my boss. And like Arnold learned, like he went into acting with a learning mindset. And it seems like maybe The Rock is jumping from director to director and maybe hasn't taken the time to learn acting. And I think I think that makes sense to me. And I'm going to compare that to Batista, who's working with Gunn and other um, like like standout directors, and he's working with them over and over again and learning how to work with them. And I'm going to say the same for Cena, who had some stinkers in film, but is now working with some really good television directors and is having more success in serialized television. Yeah, and like where Dwayne is right now is a complete question mark other than he's returning back to the Fast franchise and He's going to be in the Moana remake that Disney is gearing up for, and he's going to return as Maui or the character Maui that he voiced. 
which that that draws such a loud audible groan for me just because that movie's not even 10 years old and they're already going to remake it for yeah, life. Yeah, that's action. that's so. odd to me. I and I'm going to say I went into I we're not talking about The Little Mermaid right now, but I will say my wife was very, that's her favorite childhood movie. We went to see it this weekend. I went in expecting to hate it and had a good time. So I don't want to I don't want to crap on Disney live action remakes right now too awful much. But like you said, Moana has not been out long enough to warrant that. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, of those actors we've talked about making the transition, it's by far to me, it's Dave Bautista. And he seems like an all around standout guy. And he's working with exciting creative directors like the likes of James Gunn, mm-hmm. Denis Villeneuve, and um, M. Night Shyamalan. Mm-hmm. Well, he seems humble. And I think that's what you need. Yeah, absolutely. He's willing to learn. Yes, he is. And you can see he's grown. Like, even looking from Guardians 1 to Guardians 3, he's grown. Like, he's learned he a lot has. about acting. And I know he, he was, I know he and Gunn have had some disagreement. Or no, he, it wasn't that he had disagreements with Gunn. It's that he had disagreements with Gunn getting fired, if I remember. Right, as did the whole cast and everything. So that's mm-hmm. why it took so long to get Volume 3. But... Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's a good place to kind of kind of wrap it up. Do you have anything to add, Sean? I've got nothing to add other than um, I will apologize if I haven't already um, about my knowledge of wrestling. And um, I mean, it's still it's still fairly fresh or new to me. Mm -hmm. But I will say I appreciate all the work and craft that goes into it. And I respect the hell out of those people that are into it. And definitely the people that watch it and live it daily, weekly, etc. Don't worry too much about that. Cause there's plenty of things on this list that we're going to roll that. I don't know anything about, and I'm going to have <laughs> one of these is literally Sean teaches Casey baseball. Part of this show is we're going to run into things we don't know about. And that's part of the fun. Absolutely. So we are unapologetic about not knowing what we talk about when we talk about it. We're just going <laughs> the best we can. If we hit my wife is really excited for us to roll the boys, listen to K-pop. I <laughs> actually am not a big fan of K-pop and she loves it. And she's the one making our playlist. Oh, um, goodness. She's very excited. She's been she's been talking with her with her Internet friends uh, about it and making our playlist uh, and she wants to, <laughs> she wants to guess she wants to see what we think when we do that when we roll that one but you can also find us of course at sobros network uh and they have a facebook and tiktok uh, and twitter and uh website and you can find us there along with a bunch of other great podcasts i myself have been enjoying listening to drinking with today uh which reviews movies that are turning 21 on the day they record uh the last episode was eight mile and it was really good so check out drinking with and all the other amazing podcasts on sobros network and don't forget to also visit their shop at sobroshop.com you can get a number of great quality t-shirts that include like the one I'm wearing right now that Casey can see that's in blue says it's a bad day to be a cold beer. It's a hot, humid day here in Tennessee as summer starts to come in strong. Uh, They also have some other great shirts. Got to coach, got to coach better, got to play better. Yeah. Uh, Mike Vrabel quote. And then 
Um, and for pre-order, at least at the time of this recording, is one that is very much on brand with our podcast, which is the Roll the Dice, Play the Board shirt, which, which is available for pre-order. 100%. And you should, uh, anyone listening should email uh, Sobros or Stony and say where's the uh where's the uh roll for refinement merch maybe we can get that <laughs> same shirt with a d20 you never know but uh let them let them know we need some uh some some roll for refinement merch Tony, love you buddy and i think that's a good place to stop thank you as always for tuning in and we will be back very soon i love the way we roll i love the way we roll i'll never